Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion. That USDA program, it's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. We cannot add more guests. The list is closed. If we get a request from anyone to add a plus one or plus five, we will take you off the list. I might take you out for a glass of wine at some later date, but I will take you off the list for tonight. That was a paperless post message that just landed in my inbox. It's from the host of one of the many parties happening around the White House Correspondents' Dinner here in Washington. It gives you a sense of what the frantic scramble for invitations is like. It kind of reminds me of high school. Oh my God, it's incredible. It's the most incredible party. This is Playbook Deep Dive. I'm Ryan Lizza. Tammy Haddad, who did not send that message, by the way, hosts one of the most popular events, a garden party. It's in the morning on the same day as the dinner at a famous Georgetown home. It's in its 27th year, and around here it's known simply as Tammy's Brunch. Why is it that when people are together, they say things that they probably shouldn't and tell more about how they feel about something? Alcohol. Could be the alcohol. At least that on this show, that's how it works. It could, it could be true. <laughs> it's where you're most likely to see celebrities and Biden officials mingling in a more intimate setting than the dinner itself, which takes place at the Hilton on Connecticut Avenue in a cavernous ballroom with 2,600 guests. Tammy only hosts a few hundred. 250? Allegedly? Legally. Officially, it has to be 250. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know. There was a time when the White House Correspondents Association dinner was mostly just a gathering of White House officials and the reporters who cover them. Things changed in 1987. The late Michael Kelly, then of the Baltimore Sun, who had a mischievous sense of humor, arrived at the dinner with Fawn Hall, a key figure at the center of the Iran-Contra scandal. Hall helped Oliver North shred all those documents. Gradually, a kind of competition developed among the members of the Washington press corps. Who could bring the most outlandish guest or interesting celebrity? I wonder if Kim Kardashian is coming. Wouldn't that be something? Wow. She was at the Mark Twain Awards last night with with Pete Davidson. We we have a big scoop here, so she's coming. No, I don't know. You don't know. I just wonder. She's invited. She's in town now. The weekend became a kind of Coachella for coastal media elites, bringing together D.C. reporters, Manhattan news executives, and Hollywood personalities. It can be a lot of fun. But this being D.C., it's also work. Reporters get recruited by competitors. Deals get started among all the schmoozing. Tipsy officials spill secrets. Tammy was an early adopter of the trend when, in 1993, at her first garden brunch, she brought Barbara Streisand. I get a call in the middle of the brunch. Some of the people had left, and they said... Same thing with Saturday brunch. Saturday brunch, exactly the same. And the caller said... A secured package is on the way. Is your driveway open? What? I ran back into the party. I'm like, I think Barbara Streisand's on the way. And sure enough, she came with Marilyn and Alan Bergman, as she did. Why is her, is her code word secured her, package? No, it was the security guys just checking, I guess. I don't know. 
And I wasn't sure she was coming. So she like gallivants on into the, is this the same house you live in now? Yes, it is. So she came to the house, uh, looked at my artwork. It wasn't up to her standards. I stared at her jewelry. She has the best jewelry of all time. And, um, <laughs> and it was, and Tim Russert had shown up earlier. So come on. That's amazing. Tim Russert, Barbara Streisand in the same room. Something's going on here. Maybe we should keep doing it started in the 90s i mean that, the dinner had been going on for years obviously yeah. but the idea of it what really the barbara Stry, that's, that's that's um even today that would be one of the most high profile guests. oh yeah she's taking me on a tour where everything is still being set up for this year's brunch well let's walk in and show us around let's definitely walk in oh. and just think of all the people that walked in before us <laughs> what? and let's think of the people that staggered out cleaners are washing windows a stage is being set up in the backyard. A guy with a chainsaw is cutting down a tree over there. You better hope the Georgetown Historical Society doesn't listen to this part. Tammy jokes that that's where the bar is going to go in. Oh, now they're cutting down the trees for the bar. The pool is being covered with wood planks. If this were my party, I'd be worried that none of this will get done on time. But Tammy's pretty chill, drinking a seltzer and showing me around. Do you have any advice for Trevor Noah? You've seen some of the comedians that have done well and done poorly. Yes. It's a very hard room to please because they want insider jokes. And if right. you remember your friend Jay Leno, you don't have to say this, but he bombed because he did his like right. out on the road. Well, route. he's not alone. Because he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't do political jokes. He didn't do anything like... We didn't make fun of the media. Yes. I mean, the key, That's right. That's the trick... Which Obama, President Obama, understood well, as you make fun of the people in the room, and, and that, then you can do the rest of politics. And that year, Obama was funnier than Leno. He was hilarious. That, that was the he year, was hilarious. Yeah. But that's the trick, and I don't understand. Well, I do understand as someone who was in comedy. Yeah. Is in comedy. What? Yes. Were for Veep, com- and oh, okay. um, and I also produced the Late Late Show, although it wasn't funny then. But um, what was, what was Tom that? Snyder, God oh. rest his soul. But. Um, <laughs> The key, the key thing is to get that get the group laughing. Yeah. That's why yeah. the video well, yeah. that video okay. worked. And you know, I don't, I'm not in comedy, but I know that to, to get the group laughing. Yeah, that's what comedians are supposed right, to do. Right, but you have to make fun of them. You have to engage them because they're so, so self. Um, well, because that's how you like, get no, Because that's anyone. You make fun of the people in the audience. Doesn't matter. It could be at the club around the corner. Yeah. So yeah. you could go back. I would say and track. You know, even the great John Stewart didn't do that well. He didn't do that well. No, no, um, he, he, and and yeah. and people all the way through don't. But I think he, don't get that. And I don't. Stewart isn't necessarily a great stand-up comic. So I don't know if that was. He was the, great the, at the Mark Twain Awards. I gotta say. Last night. Yep, yep. But anyway, the the point is is that that's the key thing. The other thing is some of them have read jokes. Seth Meyers was probably the best. Yeah. Um, because he's at the intersection of politics and comedy. Well, he's on TV, so he's looking pre- at people. See, a lot of them look down. You oh, can't look down. That's yeah, a key yeah. thing. Also, yeah. it's C-SPAN cameras, which means like the camera's up here, down here, and your face is over there. They're not right? like really thinking about like... No, they're not thinking about... <laughs> the right angles. <laughs> the prop, Yeah. And then the thing is, they pick the tall people in the audience. The guy puts the camera... And then they leave. And so, like, I'm like in, Wait, I'm like taller than 90% of the camera? people in the room for the audience. So, you know, it's me and like name three other people. Remember the guy that worked for John Kerry, his body guy? He's in those, fa- yes. oh my God. He worked for Obama to too. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Anyway, yeah, they, you know, and they leave the camera and that's it. And then there you are in history. Have you, uh, um, they're trying not to laugh at political jokes when you're a political producer, but yet you are, there you are laughing. <laughs> 
DC can be a tough crowd. Not every host does well. There have been a few big names that bombed at the correspondence dinner. Elaine Boozler was one of the successful ones. She was a trailblazer back in the 70s and 80s as one of the first female stand-up comedians and known for her cutting political commentary. She hosted back in 1993 and garnered more than a few laughs at the expense of the Clinton administration. Ryan, don't be afraid of me. I play well with others, and I already bit my quota for the week. No worries. <laughs> you can ask well, me anything. I rewatched your um, 93 appearance last night um, with my with my girlfriend, actually, and we were... Uh, Thank you. It, it, it holds up really well. We were in stitches laughing, so I'm, I'm really excited to do this. Tell us a little bit about how that gig came about. So you were there at like a really cool, interesting moment, the start of the uh, Clinton administration, who, you know, allegedly returned a little bit of like Hollywood glamour to Washington. And that started to bleed into the dinner itself. You know, you were one of the first, uh, you know, and few female comedians who, who, who've done the dinner. And I noticed last night rewatching it that the tailhook scandal was the big scandal back then. <laughs> uh, some of the Clinton stuff really hadn't happened yet. But anyway, tell us how you got invited and let's go through the whole thing of preparing for it and we'll go from there. I can't actually remember back that many bottles of wine, but <laughs> but I do remember being stunned and thrilled that the person who did not graduate Sheepshead Bay High School was going to entertain the president and Congress. So here I am. And in fact, I have a joke in my act from years ago. And I would say, you know, I entertained at the White House press correspondence dinner. It was amazing. They make you sit on the dais beforehand. You're at the head table. It was um, Bill Clinton, Hillary, Al Gore, Tipper, and me. I felt like the SAT sample question what does not belong at this table? <laughs> I will tell you, and, and it's true for all, they laugh, they scream, they laugh. The next day, every paper pans you, every person shuns you, and it's literally like, I don't know why they even bother with this thing, but it's like they've had sex with a hooker, and then when they pass her in the street the next day, they make believe they don't know her. And after all the joy I brought, the next day the papers, you know, called for my death. So that's what you're going to get if you say yes to this dinner. C-SPAN did have these cutaway shots of people laughing, which I was impressed with because I didn't even know C-SPAN owned more than one camera back in 1993. I know. They probably turned it around. But also there were shots of people not laughing, but those were the right people not to laugh. So that's fine. <laughs> it shows you're saying the right thing. Tell me about preparing for it. Do you, I mean, I know it's a long time ago, but like... What like did you spend a week on it? Did you spend two months on it? Um, was it your act from the road? How did you uh, how did you put it together? Well, in those days, I was on the road seven nights a week, so it's just like it's the way you prepare for a game. I looked at the opposing hitters and I said, "Well, I should probably throw this, and then throw this, and then throw this." And then what happens? They put me at the dais. Who am I sitting next to? Madeline Albright, who you know looked at me the way a duchess would regard a bed bug. <laughs> As Brother just, Theodore would say. Rest, rest in peace. She died recently. Rest but that is just how yes. she looked at no, everyone. No, she was lovely, but she just, she was one of those people who went, I don't know why they bring comedians in here. So, But she was fine. I think she asked me something about, you know, NAFTA or NATO. <laughs> she just was testing me. I went, look, 
I'm going to eat, you know, I, but of course I don't eat before. I just went, look, this isn't going to happen, but I could ask you about, you know, uh, I guess, uh, you know, Richard Jenny, see what you know. <laughs> so yeah, let's just have a, a detente here and, uh, you know, drink wine. <laughs> and, um, and then the next thing I have is like a half an hour in, I, someone taps me on the shoulder and I hear, you want to go to the ladies room with me? And I look and it's Tipper Gore. And I thought that was the sweetest thing anyone could have done. You know, she probably knew I would want to go before I've been sitting there forever. And so she took me to the bathroom. <laughs> they were very nice people. But, you know, it was great afterwards, after they all laughed and, and had a great time, you go to this party afterwards where I was shunned like a Mormon who only had one wife. It was unbelievable. They didn't this look at me. This is such a common experience, Elaine. I cannot tell you. Is that right? Oh, I feel better. I love you. Thank you. I've been living no, it with really this. really is. I do not know why they have this event. Why do they have this event? They should, if they all want to have a party where they all show business and politics have a lovely night, get a fucking folk singer. I've been to nearly 20 of these things, and to be honest, the dinner is often the most boring part. You can watch it at home on C-SPAN. The real scene is at the pre- and post-dinner parties. Obviously, NBC has a party that's been going on for a few years. People love going to that. But the French ambassador's residence is this coveted piece of party real estate, right? Right. That Bloomberg and Vanity Fair used for their, it's fair to say, famous party for years. But it's interesting. What do the French get out of this? I think who wouldn't wouldn't want to co-host with one of the largest media companies in the world? And have all those great folks come to your residence. And, I guess and the French aren't... ambassador has been very interesting, if I can put my political hat on, yeah. that he's so close to um, Macron. Of course, they won this past weekend yeah. and has played yeah. such a critical role and a public yeah. role. Isn't it interesting that he that Philip Etienne has done so many interviews and is so experienced in Europe? He entertains a lot. He does right. a lot of briefings for whenever he has European officials in. He right. does briefings for us in the press. But, but, so but he... I can't believe you're asking me this question. Which one? Because how many... You know, why would the French want this? No, I'm just saying. No, no, because listen, how many things have you done as a reporter when you're in the room with someone? So if you're a diplomat, what's your job to schmooze and pick up information? How much information gets traded? Like people think this is all about I I assume that's why the Russian Federation was very to have all of Washington in that building. Oh, yeah. No, but that's a good point. The best part about that is remember there used to be little holes in the wall for the microphone? No. Oh, my God. Really? come on. That was a thing. You were too busy at the bar at the big cake table. I was an intern at the New Republic, like trying to sneak in saying I was a cabinet secretary because I assumed the people at the door wouldn't know who that was. Right. You know what people used to do? They used to come to the door and they would say they were someone on the cabinet or something, yeah. assuming they were on the list. Did you do that too? I'm Daniel not, Lippin used to sneak confirm in or den- deny. But then they got the then they got all fancy with the QR codes and all the rest. Ugh, and so a whole generation of interns can't do that anymore. You yes. can't say like I'm people. Well, you wouldn't say Buddha judge, but you would say someone like you know a little oh, yeah. less famous, and you would assume that the person from Vanity Fair or Bloomberg Security from New York just wouldn't know who the deputy assistant, you know. Secretary uh, of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's true. Very wise. You were a wise intern at the New Republic. So, but this kitchen that you use, the kitchen. We don't use the kitchen. We don't use it. We don't use anything. So all of us, you just have caterers come in and they do everything separately. The people, like... Is a space where people like hang out or now? It's all closed. No, we don't, this is all closed. Yeah. In fact, I shouldn't even have brought you down here. <laughs> Over here. So some of the things that happen at the brunch yeah. are really amazing. So yeah. for example, 
Captain Richard Phillips, only a week after he was rescued in the waters of Somalia, was a Bloomberg guest for the correspondence dinner. And he came to the brunch, and guess who he met there? Janet Napolitano, huh. who was the DHS secretary and was in charge of his rescue mission. Oh, wow. So that was the and first the time they it. met. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. And then um, we've had some really interesting kinds of guests, like Kim Kardashian helped us support Cure Epilepsy. And you know what's great? I have a picture of her with Jeff Morrell. And Jeff Morrell is now at Disney and Hulu is a Disney show. I wonder if Kim Kardashian is coming. Wouldn't that be something? Wow. She was at the Mark Twain gotta, Awards last night we, with, with we Pete got, Davidson. We, we have a big scoop here. So she's coming. No, I don't know. You don't know. I she, just wonder. She's invited. She's in town now. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she won't be here for the week. Because when yeah. you have a private plane, you don't stay. You go well, from place just, to place. Well, if she needed a place to stay, she could just stay on the plane for the week. Probably up the Oh, airport. that's a good idea, too. But um, So she's definitely going to be here on Saturday. I Honestly, I have no idea. I just know it's a Hulu show. But here, let's step into this room. And like... You, the walls are all bare here, but if I remember correctly, there's a lot of nice artwork that eventually gets put up. Right. What we do is, um, the idea is to draw attention. So you'll see we decorate the walls, and um, GM is going to bring an EV in the front. How about that? You know what we had last time? John Cole brought his antique limousine, and he and Jay Leno sat in the front with the people that won the car. It was oh, really hilarious. cute. Yeah, it was a nice film. Well, speaking of that, because this will come out Friday morning, so right before, the day before, what's, um, what are you hearing in terms of interesting guests? Well, well, you haven't said who your guest is for the Correspondence Weekend. Um, Can you reveal who that is? Uh, Rufus Gifford. Oh, I love Rufus Gifford. Rufus Gifford has the best job in town. Chief of protocol. So that means he's the first guy off the plane. He's the the diplomatic corps. It's good to be Rufus or a friend of Rufus's. Why? Every single embassy throws a party for him. Let's have the chief of protocol over. I mean, how good is that? He can get a reservation anywhere. He's on every party list. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I've never met Rufus, but I heard that he wasn't going or didn't have a, a date. And I said, I've heard so much about this guy. He sounds so fun and interesting. And so I reached out and asked him, and he immediately said yes. Well, let me give you a little tip. So is he He's gonna, on the is cover. He's going to be here Saturday? He'll be here Saturday. Yeah. He's on the cover of Nantucket yeah. Magazine. No. And by the way, he is a Netflix show when he was ambassador to Denmark. He, yeah. So you need to do some homework, buddy. No, I know how. Where's I, the I know researchers? All that. I, I know all Get that. the researchers. I know all that. I just didn't don't know him personally. Oh, I, I yeah. know the He's re- divine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't know about it. Nantucket Magazine. My subscription lapsed. Oh, all right. Sorry. Um, so You're not an island he's person? He's my guest. And then our other guest is um, is uh, Kirby, the Pentagon spokesperson. Oh, John Kirby. Do you yeah. think he'll be the next press secretary, White House press secretary? I love this uh, parlor game. And yes. And by the way, I, you're the one stirring it up on that parlor game, as I recall. I think it will, it's someone, not me personally, but yeah, Politico. It's like a, it's, it's definitely a thing. like a little thing. Yeah. So I'm sure uh, we pissed off a bunch of people today. Uh, not necessarily you, but we, we, we wrote the list of like every single party right. in Playbook. And I'm sure some people are like, oh, fuck, now no, <laughs> all these, all these people are going this. to be like begging for, for uh, in, invitations. That's exactly right. And, and that's why I'm here with you and not answering my phone <laughs> you go, or so my you, email. But this, when, does it, when does that start? When does that, hey, Tammy, can you get so-and-so into the party start? Um, in, the, in the two weeks or three weeks. Oh, really? It starts pretty late. It's not, it's it not, starts pretty late, which just goes to show you that not like so very, the sophisticated people have taken you out to dinner, 
right? I've been, right? Wor- I've been wor- working you all year. You've been working me all year. That's the way to do it. And, um, you know, last minute friends. But I, I want to say one thing. We, right. you know, Stephanie Rule, who's now doing the 11th hour. So happy for her. Yumi Michelle Cinder, now at NBC. Craig Manassian, longtime political director of Comedy Central, you know. Love Craig. Know him very well. And, um, we work, yeah, we work on stuff all the time What together. a big victory. Kevin Sheeky from Bloomberg, who yeah. really is the one you wrote up that it's Tammy's brunch. He's the one that made it so incredible over the top. By when that when Nobody they says joined it's us. Kevin's brunch. Everyone says, "Are you going to Tammy's?" Right, but he, you know, he helped us elevate he, it. Maybe he's the, he's like behind the scenes, but yes, um, behind the scenes. You're, you're yes. the public face of this thing. Sorry, Kevin. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, so and by the way, become very unpopular afterward. <laughs> yeah, really. but then you know, yeah. what's what's your no seriously? What do you people do? Understand. What do you do though? You you know a lot of people, and especially this year when so many people want to be out and about because we've all been cooped up. I mean, obviously, right? It's the it's been a few months now, but what do you, uh, how do you handle all the requests? It's um, very hard because yeah. I like to include everyone, and as you know. I have, someone, and you know I, what some I have pe- someone I need to get on the list if you can just talk about that yeah. when, we, when we wrap up. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so that's the purpose of the interview. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, you know what some people have done, which I think is gracious and smart? They'll say, listen, I'd love to come. Tell me where I can make a donation. And there are people who make donations. Doesn't have to be the most amount of money. Yeah. For me, the fact that you will understand that this is something we're trying to do. I mean, yeah. you don't have to necessarily to make a donation, but you can do something. Yeah. Or I'm going to go to Walter Reed and do this, or something like that. Yeah. That's what uh, will you know really move you up the line, as they say. Although I don't yeah. really like any of that because. It should be, I mean, you know, it's never going to be everyone and everything because you want but people be, to be able to talk. It could probably be five times bigger if just right. in terms of the number of people who you, uh, you might want to have here and want, and want to come. So, right, so, that's true. So it's usually like 400 people? It's around, around that number, yeah. And yep. you had to get it down to 250, allegedly? Legally, officially it has to be 250. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know. That's a lot of people. And you know what those people need? Well, a lot of them need tuxedos. The dinner is black tie. Enter Ed of Anthony's Tuxedos in Georgetown. His brother's name is Anthony, and he thought it sounded classier for his store. For more than four decades, Ed's fitted everyone from Senator Richard Shelby to Attorney General Merrick Garland to Jack Black and the members of the band Fish. And he's got some secrets. Every, everybody gets their tickets at the last minute. You know, oh, so they get a last minute ticket in the then... last minute, and then they have to run around trying to get a tux. Who's notorious for that? Anyone? Oh, I can't divulge that. See, I'm like <laughs> that's the whole point I'm, of this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a lawyer; it's confidential. But I can, I could, I could, maybe I can tell you a few things. Every most of the uh, people in D.C. will have a tuxedo unless they've gained weight, and they have to get a, another, a newer yeah, tuxedo. I may be calling you tomorrow when I try my. I know, so I, I'm. Checking. What do you mean? I know. Don't say that. I, I, well, I can look at people. So. <laughs> they, they tell me that. I ask them what their waist is. They say 31 inches, and then I measured. It's like uh, 38. Well, just off a little, just off a little bit. But uh, no, we uh, we had a few people come in, and uh, um, a couple of the uh, secretaries from the administration, one being uh, the attorney general. And uh, what was his issue? Well, he did have an issue. We fitted him, and he he left. And then I got a call from him, and he he was having trouble trying to figure out how to put the studs in his shirt. <laughs> Um, That's a good story for him. It makes him very man of the people that he doesn't. Yeah, know no, how to, like, it, it, do white very, tie. Look, he's a very nice, nice guy, yeah. and I, I, I didn't 
really divulge it. One of the reporters happened to be in the store that works for one of the uh, organizations. And that's he, my colleague, Eugene. That's your colleague. Yeah, that's your colleague. He was in the dressing room and he and he uh, overheard the overheard the banter and uh, that he had made it to the uh, political playbook. So when uh, I, yeah, when I was here, yeah, that's right. You were on the phone with one of the the White House uh, deputy press secretaries. So everyone yeah. com- everyone comes here. Yeah. Um, who's been um, the most high maintenance person you've had to deal with over the years? High maintenance. And if they're dead, uh, you can't well, you can't defame a dead person. No, so we, no I, I won't do that. But I, I will. Uh, everybody has their. Everybody wants to look perfect. No, we have people come in the last minute. We we um, about fifteen years ago, uh, we had a group from California came in for a wedding, and after the wedding, said everything went great. And um, they said, "Listen, we're we're singing here at Meriwether Post Pavilion. Do you want to come to our concert?" And I figured uh, probably some group they want to fill up the seats. So I said to my wife, "Okay." So he said, "How many do you need?" I told him the number, and uh, so my wife looked up who the uh, who the group was. She says, "I don't know. This is I don't I don't know this group. It's called Pahish." <laughs> and, uh, and I, I said, "Well, who is that?" My daughter said, "Dad, I think that's fish." <laughs> so, so uh, we went out, and uh, uh, if you've ever been to a fish concert, uh, this is uh, sometimes embarrassing for me to reveal, but I've been to dozens. <laughs> you've been to dozens. Well, you know what goes on. And, I think and I was the, at that show. You were at that show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, the lady that uh, the people that owned this building that we bought it from. She worked at the White House, huh. and she worked. At, she was appointment secretary. She went to China with Nixon, and uh, huh. so uh, what was her name? Do you remember what her name uh, was? Yates, Nell Yates. Nell Yates. Yeah. So she was yeah. Nixon's. She, yeah, she was. Uh, she she like went the, to China. Huh. Yeah. Nell Yates. No, she, her she, she was part of the staff, I believe. If you. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> the first article that comes up is a New York Post thing that says the headline is Nixon shamelessly tried to sleep with female staffers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's well, that's the first good. classic that's good. post. The tri- first, the, the lead is tricky dick indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody puts, as they say, as they put their pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> that's that's not a joke here. But uh. <laughs> back at Tammy's tour of the brunch site, she's offering her secret social strategy for the weekend of parties. So, someone who's never been to the brunch, and you've extended them. An invitation this year. What's uh, what's your advice for them? When you see someone, go and talk to them. Anyone, whoever you want to see. If you see yeah. someone that you want to meet, go and meet with them right away because they're going to move around. What's the all right? So you know, I can be I can be a little shy sometimes. Yes. At a, another brunch, which isn't such a bad brunch, the Albritton Politico brunch. Oh my God, it's a incredible! Few, few, it's the most incredible party. One of the a uh, few years ago, Robert De Niro was there. Yes. You know, I grew up sort of wor- worshiping De Niro. And um, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of a strange bird, though I understand. Oh yeah, he's and, no, he's shy. That's not a strange bird. He's a he's shy, shy man. And he was in the corner just talking to one person, and yeah. really like not talking to anyone. And it wasn't like a big crowded scene, frankly. Right. And I always regret not saying hi. See, but I don't, you know, I don't like bothering celebrities because well, I find but, it's like, okay, I, find, I find it's like um, unseemly. But okay, you're, that's, you'll t- go and talk to anyone though. Here's the and, difference between yeah, us. When I yeah. was producing the Hardball College tour. 
we were at George Mason University and we had Robert De Niro and Barry Levinson for Wag the Dog, okay? And then, you know, Robert doesn't really do interviews, so he invited Matt Damon. So I did the warm-up act, and so I had the audience go, De Niro, Damon, De Niro, Damon. And I went over, I said, Bob, isn't this great? And he goes like this, whoa, whoa. He couldn't even get a word out of his mouth. The poor guy. It was just Because he was like terrible. so flattered? He was, or he was no, horrified. he's horrified. <laughs> Absolutely horrified. he's very shy. He's yeah. very shy, yeah. but he's very interested. But the funny thing is then I, I've actually seen him a few times since then. And he always says hello. And you're right, on a one-on-one thing. But he's there to observe. Right. And That's so exactly much right. about he's it. sitting in the corner just watching us all. Well, you know who people are by what they do. And yeah. again, that's why the dinner's good, because we're not all together. Yeah. When are we together? Yeah. What are some of the odd couple uh, conversations you remember over the years from the brunch? Like, oh, my God, so-and-so's talking to so-and-so. Well, Pamela Anderson and the Secretary of Defense would always stand out. I remember thinking, this is funny. But you know what else? I, you may not know this. Yeah. But the writer of House of Cards first started his research as a guest of Bloomberg at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. He was and, planning on writing the show, and he yes, needed some, and he like... Came, and yeah. he, and he came, Kevin Sheeky had set it up, and he came to the dinner, and he was he was at our table. Sean Parker was there. Yeah. Uh, Valerie Jarrett's daughter, Laura, who's now on CNN, CNN. was there. Yeah. And uh, Sean Parker's uh, girlfriend was there, too. And um, I think it was Ash Carter. I can't remember who else was at the table. Oh, Richard Johnson from Page Six. Yeah. He had just gone over to... The Daily News? Yeah. yeah. No, not, or The Daily. Remember, he had that show, The Daily. So anyway, it was a, it was a table of Washington insiders, okay? Yeah. And um, Sean Parker, who, you know, was not that famous. Obviously, we knew who he was. It was before the movie and all of that. And um, afterward, when I met him afterward, he, he said to me, you guys were trying to fix me up with Laura Jarrett, weren't you? Like, no, we're not. No, we're not. And then were actually, generally Valerie, not? Oh, Valerie we was. were not. No, yeah. we generally, no, we definitely were yeah. not. We're not yeah. the fix up business. Come on. Anyway, it was really funny because he got up and left and then he came back like much later. We're like, what's going on? And then he thought we were trying to fix him up. She's, we were just, and she's married with a baby now. So yes. Well, past that. What can we he, say? He lost out. Yeah, it's, exactly. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's an opportunity in the room. <laughs> um, the other right, thing Tammy. is, we should tell a secret. Yeah. Okay, this is a big secret. People don't know. So when you're coming in for the dinner, you make the point of the outside guest that's never been there. Yeah. So we're in the car, they're in the Uber coming over, and then all of a sudden they're stopped. Yeah. They're stuck in traffic. Makeup is melting. They feel really bad. Why? Because the president's on the move. No one warns them that when he moves, the city shuts down, right? For 15 minutes till he gets in the building. And he gets there early because he goes to the private reception of the White House Correspondents Association. I have a great story about that. And the award winners. Good. I want you to tell it because I've only been in the room once with Barbara Streisand. When we were, it took him so, President Obama so long with that group that Barbara and I were waiting outside. What year was that? Do you remember? 2014, 2015. In 2012, I was one of the award winners. I won the uh, Aldo Beckman Award, which Mm -hmm. Jonathan Swan won this year. Mm -hmm. And um, Anna Wintour was my guest. And we're at the little VIP thing. Now, Anna Winter is full Anna Winter, sunglasses, everything. And all of these, like, nerdy political journalists. And then um, uh, in front of us is, like, Lapita. Lapita Nyong'o. Uh, yep. Yes. And we're waiting to go, you know, talk to, uh, take a picture with the Obamas. And I, so, Anna, um, 
when was the last time you saw, uh, you know, the president? It's like, it's like, well, Ryan, I was, uh, I slept over at the White House last weekend. <laughs> but <laughs> to her great credit, yeah. to her great credit, she's like doing the things that you're supposed to do. Right. You yeah, know, no, waiting no, yeah, online right. to see like, you know, the Obamas are just as excited to see her as she right. is to see them. Right, right. And, Although yeah. I used to feel when I was at the White House or if I brought guests through and President Obama would look at me again, I'm a very tall person, and he would look at me like, oh, you again. Like, why do you have to take another picture with me? Which he used to do with his staff, too. It was so That great. was kind of the, I could see Obama when he saw us together. That was his kind of like, yeah, like, ugh, this fucking reporter that I've been dealing with since 2004, but also my, like, great friend, Anna Winter, and they're suddenly together, and he's like, you know, he had to be nice to me. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's, the, again, that's why this whole weekend happens. Unexpected people together, people aren't sure how to react. My, actually, my favorite story is Daniel Radcliffe was my guest, you know, the star of Harry Potter. When Harry yeah. Potter was at its height, and it took a long time to talk them into it, his people into it. And I said, listen, you don't have to worry. I'll take him around. They'll only be around big people. And his guy goes, oh, no, the big people are the worst. <laughs> so I saw Reggie That's Lott. Good. And I'm like, Reggie, Reggie, stay with me. So no one else comes over and, you know, jumps on him. That's awesome. Well, let's walk in and show us around. Let's definitely walk in. Um, and just think of all the people that walked in before us. <laughs> what? And let's think of the people that staggered out. And I don't mean the brunch. I mean before we did. By the way, this home is owned by Mark and Sally Ein, yes. who are two of the most gracious people and allow us to do this here. How great is that? That's very nice. And they're big supporters of veterans uh, causes in D.C. There's no electricity? Like, nothing. No, so, no, it's been, I don't know how many years it's been empty. All right. You mentioned Biden. Yes. We didn't know if Biden was coming until a few, until the last week. They kind of, right? They Confirmed. Yes. Yeah. Um, was it, did you, did you have a sense that he was, uh, that they were more likely to do it than not? I would think they would do it. Why? Yeah. What is their, it's What's, always their overall messaging, which is everyone should go and live their lives and there's a safe way to do it. Right. right. So, oh, so it's not just, so COVID is one issue that they had to deal with. Right. Right. But they've. But do you think there are other reasons that the White House decided? Yeah, because I think, I think their view is we're not really hiding. We just have a different press strategy than most people. Yeah. You know, most presidents do one-on-one -on -one interviews, right? They have a different point of view. Yeah. And I think for, you know, President Joe Biden, what could be more exciting than speaking at the White House Correspondents' Dinner? I say that because he's sitting in the room with people he's most comfortable with. Politicos, media, etc., and yeah. he gets to take them on. He's going to go after us, Ryan. You You're not so? focused. I don't mean like in a Donald Trump way. Wait, but, wait, wait. He's going to have some fun with right, us. Right. Who wouldn't want to have fun There'll with people joking. covering? Right, but at the, the, the other side of that is a lot of the Biden messaging since he jumped into the race has been about, from his point of view, the threat from Trump, the threat from to democracy that he talks about all the time and he talked quite a lot in the campaign maybe not so much anymore about how trump treated the press and the whole enemies mm -hmm. and all that so don't you think that will there's a little bit of a i'm on your side quality to it as well no. you don't think so well i think if he wants to get laughs he's not going to do that you have to you have to kind of pick on yeah him. but there's usually maybe like the, the last 30 At the seconds end, he'll two do. minutes he'll talk like, about democracy yeah. and the importance i think that's he will yeah. definitely do that but think about this were you there okay do you think about he'll be sitting next to Trevor Nova? Right, right. Tre Trevor Noah has already criticized him online. It's pretty gutsy. 
especially compared to the last president who did not want to be in a room. I never thought that President uh, Trump would show up. You know, for years people thought he he would. Right? No, because he didn't do. No, he didn't do any of them because why would he be in a room where he doesn't think he's going to win it? Right? And remember the loss. Everyone's written about it so much. Uh, That year was so profound for him. But but for Biden, he I think he looks at it differently, and I think he's going to have a lot of fun with it. And I think Trevor Noah is going to strike. And here's the best part of the dinner, I think. Yeah. How many times are you in the room with the most powerful person in the world, and every and and one of the really good comedians is just going after them, and you're part of the inside of it yeah. now. People talk a lot about how terrible it is. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you're going to be compromised because you're sitting next to Gina Raimondo, the Secretary of Commerce. Oh yeah, because I'm sitting next to her as opposed to covering her. You're, it's going to change how I cover. I mean, yeah. how bad do people think reporters are? Well, that, well, the way I think about this is this in diplomacy when your adversary, you're, you know, you're at the UN, say, or at some other international conference with someone who is a sworn enemy, and you're engaging in conversations because, one, you're trying maybe to work through an issue, but also you're trying to get information about your opponent. Right. (laughs) So being exposed to the people you cover and hold accountable does not, it does not follow that you are automatically then compromised by by, by that access. It might be the opposite. You might, you know, get the lead to the next, uh, you know, big scandal at DHS. Well, how many stories have come out of these these dinners, yeah. right? I mean, that's, yeah. To me, that's going to soapbox. But to me, that's the biggest misunderstanding about the criticism that it's unseemly to dine with the people you cover. I think the argument is all about optics. Right. It, it, people think maybe it doesn't look good because the, the public maybe doesn't understand the. Yeah, it's weaponized, the dinner, just like everything else gets weaponized. But here's another thing people don't get. This dinner is covered around the world. It's not just in the U.S., and it's not really about Washington. So you'll see those pictures everywhere, right? Because it's so rare. And also, it's rare that you're in a room with the president, let alone speaking. It's rare that it's that much time, and the comedian is there. And all of these other people are there. You know, that's just what it is. One thing I think is funny, and tell me if you have heard this before, is sometimes some of the Hollywood people who come and don't really understand what this is all about yeah. think like they're going to be at the White House hanging out with Biden because it's the White House correspondent. <laughs> and then they get to this giant ballroom that holds 2,500 people. If there's another ballroom that holds 2,500 people, I've never heard of it. And... They're not, you know, even close to the president. And if they're a big enough star, frankly, they've got dozens and hundreds of randos, like, clawing at them. Right, right. Um, let's go to the garden. This um, beautiful garden. I, I think we have to go this way. This would be a good, like, home renovation show where you start on Monday with the place looking like this and then show it on Saturday. Oh, yes. And it would only because take five days for this house to be done. Um, I don't want to, you know, aren't you a little nervous? Like, there's a lot of work that needs to be done? No, because other people do the work. <laughs> you know, Tom Hanks always helps. Tom Hanks, thank you. That's good. Tom Hanks <laughs> always supplies the White House media room, press room, with a coffee maker. Huh. And then when That's we were at the White House for the Pacific, he asked me afterward, to bring a uh, new coffee maker because it was disgusting, as yeah. you have seen. Yeah. And so I, I drove my minivan 
onto the White House property, which I with still the, have uh, a picture of with it. With the coffee maker? With the coffee maker in the back. That was when the, that wasn't that long ago, but in the days you could drive your minivan on yeah. and um, deliver the coffee maker, which by the way, none of the reporters were impressed. That's hilarious. They weren't impressed with the coffee maker. They were, no, I said, oh. Hey there. Tom Hanks asked me to deliver this. And, and ladies and gentlemen, right now, Bill Homan just walked right by. He and his team are the ones doing all the work while Ryan and I are having cocktails on the back patio, swinging our legs off the stage. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for this. Thank you for we're doing the show. Mm. Not bad. Right? And that's our show. This episode was produced by Kara Tabor and Brooke Hayes. Adam Allington is our senior producer. Jenny Ament is Politico's executive producer of audio. Mike Zappler is Playbook's daily newsletter editor. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Ryan Lizza. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.